When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Marvin Miller, ladies and gentlemen, speaking for the makers of Old Gold Cigarettes, who are pleased to present the 30th in a series of new programs with Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, starring Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's lovable Frank Morgan, the genial Donna Michi, and charming Francis Langford, who sings... Come away with me, Lucille, in my merry Oldsmobile, down the road of life we fly, on a more bubbling you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and good evening. Pardon, Don. You what is it, Don? Well, last week you told me to stick to my music and forget about telling Yonkers, and I disagreed with you, remember? I remember. Well, I asked my wife, and she thinks you've got a good point. Oh, she does? Yeah. Then I used my head, and I think I got a good point, too. That's for sure. <laughs> so I combined the music with the Yonker, and what did I get? What? A musical Yonker. Oh, no. Boys, let me have a chord. A modest sword swallower married an inflated balloon dancer, and right after the ceremony, he left her flat. <laughs> Get it? Hate it. <laughs> I'm only trying to make your job easier, Don. I even got your guest for tonight. A guest? What does he do? Huh? What does your guest do? I forgot to ask him. Oh, fine. Where'd you find him, Carmen? Well, he was hanging around the stage entrance, and I thought to myself... Why not ask him if he's interested in being a guest on our program? So I did, and he was, and here he is. Say hello to Mr. Amici, Mr. Uh... Don't know his name either, huh? <laughs> well, I... I had to save something for the interview. What's your name, buddy? Gordon. Buddy Gordon. Fine! Now, just have a little closer to the microphone so you'll sound better, Mr. Gordon. He sounds better than you do. Uh, Mr. Gordon... Hey, what... cut it out. He's my guest, boy, and I'll do all the interviewing, boy. Oh, oh. Well, go ahead, boy. Okay. <laughs> What did you say your name was, Buddy? Buddy. That's fine! Uh, you got any questions you'd like to ask him, Don? All right, Carmen. Uh, Mr. Gordon, would you mind telling us what your occupation is? Not at all, Mr. Michi. I'm a process server. A process server? Well, that sounds interesting. And you took the evening off to come down here and see our show, huh? Well, not exactly. I've got a summons to deliver to one F. Morgan. F. Morgan? Well, guess I'll be going home now. Come back here, Carmen. You don't need me around to interview your guest. He's not my guest. You brought him here. Please, please. Gentlemen, don't squabble over me. I'd get Mr. Morgan sooner or later anyway. What makes you so sure, Mr. Gordon? Because I'm considered the ace process server in the sheriff's office. My record is unsullied. Oh, it is, huh? It is, sir. 
In the 12 years I've been serving summonses, I've accounted for every male witness. Well, how about women? In 1947, I caught 394 matrons and 64 debutantes. You did? What did you use for bait? Right. <laughs> Any man who can hook all those dames. Frank, no dames. Why don't you go home? Home? I can't go home, Dodger. I'm being shadowed. I spent all day dodging a stupid process server. Oh, finally shook him off. Oh, yes. Each time he tried to slip me the dope, I gave him the dope and slipped. Oh, yeah. Dodger, who's that slippery dope behind you? Uh, Carmen brought him here. Well, any friend of Carmen, he's a friend of yours. Good day, gentlemen. Uh, just, uh, just a minute, Mr. Morgan. Shh, don't call me Morgan. That sneaky process server might hear you and hand me the paper. You understand, don't you? Perfectly. Not that I have much to worry about. You, you, you don't think he can catch up with you, huh? <laughs> Not an earthly chance. <laughs> you have no idea what adult this process server is. Really? Really? He doesn't know it, but every time he leaves his house to look for me, I stop in and have tea with his wife. <laughs> what? Oh, you should see her. First time I ever had tea with lemon with a lemon. <laughs> she thinks I'm a fuller brush man and I keep giving her samples. Yeah. <laughs> if her husband comes home, I'll have to give her the brush. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yes, isn't it? Yes. yes. <laughs> well, thanks, young man. And if I could ever help you with a summons, just let me know. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, I've got one in my pocket right now. You have? Well, now, that's a coincidence. Let's have a look at it. Yeah, Frank. Stop pulling my sleeve, Dodger. <laughs> Least I can do is help this gentleman. Yeah, here you are, Mr. Morgan. Well, thank you. Let me see. Uh, God, I... <laughs> oh. <laughs> What on is the fears of Frank Morgan on the jump? Frank Morgan! <laughs> That's me! Thank you. Good night, Mr. Morgan. I've been stabbed! Dodger, why didn't you warn Now, me? wait a minute, Morgan. Don't get hysterical. What's this case all about? Is it serious? Serious? Dodger is the worst calamity that ever befell me since I was operated on in a cocktail noun. <laughs> Operated on in the cocktail lounge? Yes, I had a brass rail removed from the bottom of my foot. <laughs> That's another story. Well, what about the summer? Well, I was driving to the studio last Friday at a moderate rate of speed, accompanied by an old friend. Oh, yeah. Charming thing whose acquaintance I made at a bus stop. <laughs> while waiting for the lights to change. Oh, sure. My, uh, my companion was a prim young lady, very straight-laced in a loose sort of way. <laughs> we were discussing her career when the accident happened. Uh, what accident? Well, as I said before, I was driving very carefully with both hands on the girl. Wheel. <laughs> when suddenly I saw careening towards me a heavy car, obviously out of control. Oh, my. By an amazing piece of quick thinking, I managed to meet him head on. <laughs> using your head. What a crash. The girl didn't have a mark on her, but I was covered with scratches. Some of it was from the glass. <laughs> and she has the audacity to sue me. Well, it sounds to me like the girl has a legal claim, Frank. You better get yourself a good lawyer. Poppycock, I'm going to handle this case myself. I'll secure a writ of repentance, and after a process verbal, I'll distrain the litigant and have the assumption declared void. Do you know anything about law? <laughs> Oh, 
The great hall of Old Bailey in London still echoes with the eloquent pleas made by the renowned Frank Morgan K.C. K.C.? You mean you were a king's counsel in England? I was, my boy. I was the first barrister to hold diplomas from the two famous legal colleges of Crimpus and Chiswick. <laughs> yes, I graduated cum laude from Crimpus and took a postgraduate course in Chiswick. <laughs> At 22, I became a king's Why don't you stop it, Frank? You're not talking to some half-witted schoolboy. I'm not? <laughs> There's a soul in the world who believe you were a lawyer unless he was a thick-skulled young bumpkin from the sticks. I don't want to intrude, Don, but I believe Mr. Morgan. Well, it's that thick-skulled young bumpkin from the sticks. <laughs> Pull up a stick and wrench your thick bumps, skunky. <laughs> Pardon? Frank, I refuse to stand here week after week and watch you lower the dignity of Marvin Miller. Well, I'll stand here and you lower it. <laughs> Mr. Morgan, I don't want to bother you. Well, you do, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I overheard you discussing law, and I've studied the legal profession for years. Uh, right now, I'm wrapped up in free champerty suits. Really? I thought you got those bulges from stuffing turkeys up your vest. <laughs> I told you this baker doesn't know anything about law. Nonsense. For generations, the Morgans have been fixtures at the bar. I know. <laughs> Beginning with my grandfather, Shyster Morgan, down to my uncle Baker and my aunt Pickpocket. Your aunt Pickpocket? Yeah, the dippy old snipe. <laughs> Always lifted her own poke when she was jugged. What a wonderful family. Yes. <laughs> While I was still in my swaddling clothes, they schooled me in the honorable profession, and I soon rewarded their confidence in me by winning my first case. And what was it? The principals were an itinerant tinker and a wealthy chambermaid. Oh. She had married the tinker and drawn a will in his favor. Later, she regretted her action, and after working with the stubborn maid for six hours, I managed to break her will. <laughs> The case brought me worldwide publicity, and I soon began to specialize in emotional cases. Emotional cases? Passion, murders, alienation of affections, breach of promise, anything involving the heart. Oh, yeah. I'm the only lawyer alive who ever conducted simultaneously two perdition suits. Two perdition suits? What's that? A pair of breeches. I'll take a loafer jacket. A belt in the back? Just a kick in the pants. I'll try this on for some... What are we talking about? telling us how you were a lawyer, Mr. Morgan. Oh, yes. I can't begin to recount the number of cases I've disposed of. Don't try. Oh, but in more than one instance, I managed to get favorable verdicts, despite the fact that my opponents had softened the judge with a heavy bribe. Bribe! I knew you meant bribe, Mr. Morgan. No, you did. Well, the case that put me in the public eye was a little affair dubbed by the newspapers as the Morgan murder case. Oh, who did you kill, Frank? Two other shysters who muscled in on my... I object! <laughs> Objection sustained. Go on, Mr. Morgan. Yeah, where was I? I don't know. Something with muscles. Oh, yes. By adhering to a richer diet of grass and raw jelly deals, I developed my flabby biceps. To... No! <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank. What was this Morgan murder case? Well, you can find it listed in the records under State versus Gil Hooley. Lincoln, 347, U.S. 101, Ventura, Day 2 at Pismo Avenue. I'm going to appeal this to the Supreme Court. Yeah, what I'm about gonna... what about Gil Hooley, Frank? Well, they had a very flimsy case against him, but the boy was smart enough to come to me. Smart. I'll skip the weeks of drudgery I went through in building up his defense, bribing witnesses, destroying evidence, and forging letters. 
Suffice it to say, I was thoroughly prepared when the trial opened. And what happened? Well, the district attorney was rather an unscrupulous fellow, and the case went badly, dear. Bonamici and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson in The Honeymoon is Over. Two o'clock in the morning finds the Bickerson automobile straining under the additional weight of a house trailer, moving in the general direction of Yellowstone National Park. This is John Bickerson's first vacation in seven years, and his wife, Blanche, is determined to see that he gets a good rest. They've been driving steadily for nine hours. Listen. John. No. Don't slump like that. I'm not slumping. You are too. Your eyes are almost closed and your head keeps lolling on my shoulder. Well, I'm sleepy, Blanche. I can't drive anymore. You're not driving. I am. <laughs> haven't touched the wheel for the last eight hours. I've driven all the way since we left that gas station in Bakersfield. What are we doing in Bakersfield? You and the car got tanked up at the same time. <laughs> John Biggers, and I'm not going to stand for your conduct much longer. I'm growing old having to battle with you because of your act. What do you think I am? Old battle axe. <laughs> what? You put out the lights, Blanche. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm not listening. <laughs> Drive careful, Blanche. Good night. I wish we'd never started on this trip. Shh. I won't shush. You've got no right to treat me like a truck driver. You haven't been one minute's help to me. I don't know where we're going. I can't understand these dials on the dashboard. I'm telling you now, John, if you fall asleep once more, I'll run out of gas. Oh, you say it, but you won't do it. <laughs> that settles it. I'm not going to drive another step. Well, pull over to the side. You can't stop in the middle of the highway. You're blocking traffic. Oh, all right. It won't start. Let me see that gas gauge. Empty. Why didn't you tell me we were running low? I told you I didn't know anything about it. Well, there's no use sitting here. There's only one way to get this outfit over to the side of the road, and that's by pushing it. Now, don't touch a thing until I tell you. Okay, Blanche. I can't even budge it, John. You come out and push. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me try this stuff. Why, you didn't even have the ignition key on. There, that's that. Turn off the headlights, John, and come back here in the trailer. Where did I put that suitcase with my nightgown? John? John? Where is he? What's he doing in that car? sleepy. I don't want to open my eyes. Go on. Get in. Now take your clothes off. Where's the bed? Just pull down the ironing board and hook it to the bread box. I, I can't sleep on an ironing board. What kind of a trailer is this? You don't have to sleep on the ironing board. That just makes the slab. Oh. Now you just fold the stove underneath and slide the seat pads on top. There. Isn't that clever? 
Wonderful. Good night. The other bed hook's on the other side. See how simple it is? I hate it. Oh, you're never satisfied with anything. This trailer's a darn sight better than our apartment, if you ask me. Yes. It's got every modern convenience. There's more closet space than we have. There's a lovely metal sink, and the bathroom is out of this world. That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> Blow out the candle, Blanche. It's not a candle. It's an electric bulb shaped like a candle. Well, turn it off and go to sleep. Oh, I've never been so tired in my life. Well, if it won't trouble you too much, I'd like to get out of my clothes. Would you mind unzipping my back? Back up. Thanks. Here's the zipper. Well, I couldn't help it. The darn thing came off in my hand. Why don't they sew it on tight? I'm going to take it back to Madame Selma's and get a refund. Then I'm going out and buy some real clothes. Oh, you got plenty of clothes. I have not. You have to. You spend a fortune on clothes. How can you say that? All I own is this dress and that red dinner gown. And I got that gown for a ridiculous figure. Well, you were fatter then. <laughs> talking about the price. Don't you go babbling about me spending money for clothes. Is it any crime that I need a new dress? You always need a new dress. When I married you, you didn't have a rag on your back, and now you're covered with them. <laughs> I mean. It's true, though. All I've got is rags. And you scream your head off if I buy one dress a year. In another two months, I'll have absolutely nothing to wear around the house. Then what'll I do? Pull down the shades. <laughs> Gloria Goosby got the right kind of a husband. That Leo gives her everything and he never squats. Ah. Leo covers her with diamonds and bundles her in furs. Choo -choo. Leo bought her a blue mink coat last month, and the month before that, Leo gave her a pearl necklace. Yeah, pearl. I saw her last week, and what do you think she's got wrapped around her little finger? Leo. <laughs> no, she hasn't. She's got a ring with a diamond in it as big as my head. Maybe it's as big, but I bet it's not as thick. You be careful how you talk to me, John. Well, you're always riling me up. I didn't start anything you did. You want to do nothing but fight, fight, fight. Keep quiet. You'll wake the neighbors. What neighbors? We're in a trailer a million miles from everybody. I wish I was home. Oh, so do I. Good night. Oh, John, can't we even enjoy ourselves for one week? I didn't mean to start anything. Well, get to bed. I'm so tired, I don't know what I'm doing. All right. Well, hand me my cold cream from the overnight bag, will you please, John? It's right under your bed. How do you jam all this stuff into one small bag? Hairnet, bobby pin, slippers, stockings, bathrobe. Here's your cold cream. Thanks, dear. What's this? Since when do they put fur on them? All earmuffs have fur on them. Oh, oh, they're earmuffs. <laughs> Are you ready for bed now? Good night. Let's talk. Oh, uh, Blanche, I don't feel like talking. I want to sleep. I don't understand you. I swear I don't. You never want to talk. Not to me, anyway. I mean, a real conversation. John? Yeah? Do you know you haven't actually spoken to me for three months? Mm. Why is that, John? I didn't want to interrupt you. See? Then you say I start everything. Can't you say something nice to me just once in your life? But you always dig at me. Blanche, it's three o'clock in the morning. I don't care. I try to be sweet to you, and you won't even be civil. Oh, I'll bet there is another woman alive who has to humiliate herself the way I do to get a kind word from her husband. Why did you marry me if you can't stand the sight of me? I can stand the sight of you. But you don't love me. Yes, I do. You don't, you don't, you don't. I tell you, I do. Then why don't you say it? I've said it until I'm blue in the face. 
I made records in seven different languages. I broadcasted on truth and consequences. I even offered to stamp out John Loves Blanks with a hot branding iron, didn't I? You wouldn't let me do it, would you? No. Why not? Because it was burning my hip. Well, if you can't stand a little pain, don't keep asking for proof of my love. I'm gonna tell you for the last time, Blanks, no man ever felt about a woman the way I feel about you. Me. You know I do. <laughs> Please don't start that all over again, Blanche. Well, I can't have a feeling that. What was that? What was what? Outside the trailer. I thought I heard somebody prowling around. Get up and look, John. Oh, there's nobody there. You left the keys in the car. Why don't you get up and look? There's nothing to look for. That proves that you don't love me. You once told me you'd face death for me, didn't you? Yes. Then why don't you go see who it is? How do I know he's dead? <laughs> Don't be scared. John, if anybody breaks in here, will you save me? Yes, I'll save you. Why? Oh, what's the matter with you, Blanche? Why don't you just calm down and go to sleep? I can't sleep. I'm worried. Well, I tell you, there's nobody outside. It's not that. I've got something to tell you. Well, tell me. If you give me a kiss, I'll tell you. Tell me later, and I'll kiss you later. You might not feel like kissing me later. I don't feel like kissing you now. <laughs> not after the way you upset me. What have you done? You remember when we stopped for gas in Las Vegas? I remember. Well, I went into the washroom to powder my nose, and they, they had a slot machine built into the mirror. You went for it, huh? How many nickels did you lose? It was a dollar machine. Oh, Blanche, you didn't lose a dollar. I lost $47. $47? You squandered my life savings on a one-armed band. I was only trying to make enough to pay for the whole... How can you throw away my money like that? I worked like a slave to hold on to a few pennies. I deny myself everything. I've been sewing collars on your old bloomers and wearing them for turtlenecks. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday I took a bite out of my own leg to save on lunch. <laughs> she gambled away $47. I never gambled in my life. Last week you bought a raffle ticket for a quarter. What raffle? It was a pawn ticket. I hopped my teeth. <laughs> Don't try to change the subject. We're going to have a showdown if it's a lamp. John, look out the window. What are you talking about? Where? What happened to the car, Blanche? It's gone. I told you there was a problem, but you wouldn't listen. Oh, how do we get the police? That crook made off with my car. Well, you don't have to get hysterical, John. It can't get away with it. Why not? Because I copied down his license number. Oh. <laughs> What's the use? Good night, Blanche. Good night, John. Put the lid on the 30th program about new series for old gold cigarettes written and directed by Phil Radley. Hope you'll be on hand next Friday night for Frank Morgan, Francis Langford, and Carmen Dragon in the Orchestra. This is Don Amici saying good night and good smoking with old gold. Frank Morgan appeared through arrangement with Metro Goldwyn Mayer, currently releasing Frank Capra's State of the Union, starring Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn, and Van Johnson. Remember, next Friday at Old Gold Time, it'll be Frank Morgan, Don Amici, and Francis Langford with Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, brought to you by Peel Orillard Company. Don't forget, every Friday night on CBS, it's fun for the family. Stay tuned now for...